Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. It's time for the Roundtable with Round Daddy. Hey, Round Daddy. The Roundtable with Round Daddy. Me, James Strebel, Big Daddy. With your host, James Strebel. Hey, Round Daddy, James Strebel. Gotcha. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. Do you know who Janet Jackson is? Uh, yeah. Music singer. And she had the, uh, wasn't she the one that had the Super Bowl incident? Yes. Of course. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, he knew that. No. Who's... She has a famous brother. You know who her famous brother is? He, he, I, he, he knows this. Jack knows this. Oh, it's uh, it, it's it's the Reverend, right? Jesse Jackson, or is it or is she Michael Jackson's? I gotta leave. I'm leaving. Oh, is, is she Michael Jackson's sister? He said Jesse Jackson. <laughs> yes. I was I was I was sitting between either Michael Jackson or Jesse oh. Jackson. I wasn't sure which one it was. Oh my God. I just knew it was oh. one of the two. Oh. oh my God. So it is Michael Jackson. Oh. Oh boy, welcome back to the Roundtable here on ESPN 680-1057. I'm James Strebel with Anna Tarullo, James Black producing, and Jack Grossman from the Field of 68 at Floyd Street Spinus. He'll join us here in just one moment. But let me remind you about our good friends at Cox's and Evergreen Liquors, 27 area locations. You can walk in, drive through, delivery. Cox's and Evergreen Liquors, they've got it all. They're Louisville's go-to liquor store every Wednesday. So like tomorrow, tomorrow, when I read this read, you'll be able to go in and buy three cigars and get one free. Buy three, get one free every single Wednesday while you're in there. Check out their great selection of wine, beers, craft beers, all the bourbons, the vodkas, the tequilas, whatever you want, the mixers, and more. Cox and Evergreen Liquors, Louisville's go-to liquor store, Cox'sLouisville.com. Let's go ahead and bring him in here, Jack Grossman. Uh, I just want you to know, Jack, that you, you floored Anna Tarullo <laughs> with I, that sound. Do you? Tito Jackson, Jermaine, we don't know any of them. You know, it's funny. I I knew I would never outlive that sound, but that's the third time and third different person that's brought that up to me in some way, shape, or form in like the past week. Really? Which, <laughs> yeah. It's a reckoning. I don't know why, but it's just wow. come up in like text messages and like group chats and stuff like that. So I, I'm never going to outgrow it. And, 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 and in my defense, if I if that was back right after process left the station, so I was producing both Diener's show okay. and Andy's show at that point, <laughs> and I did not have any energy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's what it is. Energy. Energy. All right, James Baby. has something to play for you, Jack. Go ahead. I'm the Jackson oh, Five. Michael, Tito, uh, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I didn't think Jesse was a part of the Jackson Five. Oh. I was like. Oh, okay. You I, just I, thought he was, was Janet Jackson's brother. Yeah. <laughs> 
called reverent. I'm like, are you getting reverent? Are you getting this confused? Like, normally reverends aren't, they're not singing, but right. that's okay. There could be a singing reverend out there. I'm going to let you, there could be. We've seen the righteous gemstones. But, oh, yes, we have. But I'm just going to, I'm not going to let my brain go that dark on where you were coming from on that one. So. The smile on Issel's face saying that, I will never forget. Oh, I bet. I bet. The glory days of, of Dan Issel. Jermaine, Tito, Michael, and Jesse. <laughs> Jesse, Jermaine, Tito, Michael, Jesse. Now Dan Issel's enjoying retirement in Denver, uh, but no gummies for Dan Issel. He wants everyone to know, no gummies. He's not doing that. Okay. Yes, he doesn't do the, the marijuana leaf or anything like that. The reefer? The reefer. He doesn't a smoke. marijuana cigarette. As a jazz cigarette. Yes. <laughs> a marijuana cigarette. All right, Jack Grossman is with us today. We're going to talk some college basketball. Jack, I'm going to go ahead and start off with, with something near and dear to your heart. But the Indiana Hoosiers, uh, they win Friday against a you know a good well good in context Minnesota team. They have a winning record, uh, so they, they did beat them Friday. And then tonight's the big one, Jack. You've got the Purdue Boilermakers. They're coming to Assembly Hall to take on Mike Woodson and the Hoosiers. Uh, and, and look, Purdue we know is not infallible. We know that Purdue can be beat. They. They've lost twice on the road this season to Northwestern and Nebraska. Jack, can the Indiana Hoosiers make it three losses in a row on the road in the Big Ten for the Boilermakers? What say you? I don't know if they if they will. I think if everything goes right, they can. But it's very much like must-win time now for Indiana. Yes. These next three games, Purdue at home, at Wisconsin, at Illinois. Those are three quad one resume signature win opportunities. And with the way Indiana's played away from Assembly Hall this year, I am not giving them any shot to win those other two games. Sure. So it comes down to if, if Indiana's going to get you know a quad one win this year, which they don't have at this point. You look at Purdue tonight, Wisconsin at the end of February, Michigan State the last game of the year. Those are really the only three legit chances I think IU has of getting a quad one win. Maybe Ohio State on the road. So okay. the thing about NCAA tournament appearances, if Indiana's going to have a shot to do that, they absolutely need to win this game. And that's probably an unfair thing to say because Purdue, despite how well IU's played them the last couple years under Mike Woodson, is arguably the best team in the country. And it, it's a rivalry game. You're not They're not going to overlook you. You're going to get a really good punch from Purdue tonight. Mm-hmm. But because you, you lost the Kansas game, because you're humiliated against Connecticut and Auburn, because you struggled against a bunch of cupcakes in the non-conference, and because the Big Ten isn't nearly as good this year, this is one of Indiana's last chances to get a real signature win to show the NCAA tournament committee, hey, we're actually good enough to be considered to play in this field. If you look at bracket projections right now, I use not, not in the field. They're not in the no. first four out. They're not in the next four out. Heck, Joe Lenardi did even a four after the next four out. Indiana wasn't on that. And I don't blame them because their resume is trash and they haven't done anything to prove that at this point. Right. But as far as the actual game goes, they the, the one thing that, that really scares me about this is is Purdue is top 20 in the country in offensive rebounding percentage. Mm-hmm. They're grabbing over 40% of their offensive rebounds in league play. And Indiana, despite being the third tallest team in the country per Ken Palm, is absolutely atrocious on the defensive glass. It makes Which is weird. With... no sense. It, it, it is weird. It makes yeah. no sense. I mean, you have, you know, Khalil Weir is a really good defensive rebounder. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, you're playing three big men with him, Renew, and Baco. 
your guards all have have really good positional size other than Gabe Cubs, and you can't close out defensive possessions. It's really, really bizarre on that end. So I think if Indiana can play good defense, I mean, we saw it last year. Edie's going to get his. Yes. It, it's just kind of it's just kind of inevitable. But what Indiana did a phenomenal job last year was, one, at the point of attack, they had really, really good ball pressure in the half court to kind of push Purdue's offense out, out and really make them uncomfortable, force mm-hmm. a lot of turnovers, especially in that game in Assembly Hall, all way more than what Purdue was used to. And, you know, that kind of became the blueprint that we still see, you know, Northwestern did that to them in December, Nebraska yes. a little bit. You know, Nebraska's a little bit different. Their whole thing was they were doubling the post, but they rotated really, really well out of the post, and they hit a bunch of threes. But Northwestern especially, and a lot of teams we saw when Purdue kind of struggled later in the year, IU kind of gave them the blueprint of, this is how you beat this iteration of them. Yes. And they didn't double ED all that much, but when they did, they rotated well out of it. But really, they were like, look, ED's going to score on literally anyone in the first game in Assembly Hall, Jackson Davis largely, you know, equaled it out. And then the bet yes. was, look, our other guys are going to be better than your other guys. And last year for two games, they were. This year, one, you don't have Trace Jackson Davis, Ware, and, and Renew are good. Renew's been really, really good lately, but you don't have that stud in Jackson Davis. Mm-hmm. The supporting cast, you don't have a, a first-round pick in Jalen Hood-Tofino. Yeah. But the, and Purdue – has shot the ball much, much, much better from behind the arc. They're up close to 40% from three this year, whereas they were at like 32% last year. Mm-hmm. Smith has had nights where he's been really good. They've had different – they don't really have a consistent number two, but they have different guys that are that are able to pop up on most nights to where Indiana is going to have to be really disciplined defensively. They can't leave guys open. I think they're largely going to – you know, they'll show some doubles to try to mix things up with Edie in the post, but they're largely going to stay home, I think, think, and just hope, you know, Edie doesn't foul out both Ware and, and Renew and Peyton Sparks and basically the entire front line. <laughs> All of them. But, <laughs> All the above. Yeah, but, but they're going to play the game of, look, we can't lose the three-point line, mm-hmm. which is what I'm hoping they do, because ironically, with how much – Everyone's complained about Indiana's defense. It's been horrific most of the year. In Big Ten play, I would argue this has more to do with with um, uh, how bad the Big Ten is. But yes. Indiana is first in defensive efficiency in the league in, in league games. They're first in effective field goal percentage, and they're first in opponents' three point defense. Hmm. Okay, which is really kind of bizarre. And on the other end, I really think where they got to take advantage of Edie and what they did an incredible job last year is they got to put him in pick and roll. Yeah. And and Huchifino's not there anymore, and he was the biggest the biggest guy who was able to take advantage of that last year. But Xavier Johnson is at his best when he's in high pick and roll situations attacking the basket. Trey Galloway, you look at the Kansas game when they almost upset Kansas. Yes. It was so him. What they yeah. did, it was it was all him, and all they were doing is they were taking whoever Hunter Dickinson was guarding, they were getting the ball to him in a post up, and they were running a zoom action off of off of the left block for Galloway, going towards the middle of his right hand where he can hit that little hook. And the big adjustment in that game was Bill Self decided with about eight minutes left, we're not going to play drop coverage anymore. We're going to hedge that. that, and, that <laughs> right. and that blew up the offense, and that really you know changed the entire game. Game, in my opinion. However. With Zach Eady, we've seen over and over again, Matt Painter is not going to switch that. He will stick to drop coverage until the day he dies. <laughs> and that means that Gino's going to drop 35 on him and what's left. Yeah, that's what it means. 
So if you're able to attack that drop coverage, you're going to get that that open area five, seven, eight feet feet around the bucket where, you know, that's not the most efficient shot in today's basketball, but Huchifino did it last year hitting that pull-up jumper. Johnson can do that, and Galloway really likes that floater. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit old-school basketball-wise, but the mid-range game has to be good for Indiana tonight if they're going to have a chance because that's where you can get to Edie. Because you go all the way to the rim, especially these days where he's really improved shot blocking and being able to stay in front of people, not getting blown by as much. Much It's hard to finish around the rim. But he'll give you that little pull-up yeah. to where you got to do that and you got to be able to hit some threes to you know keep the defense from sagging in, which Indiana's actually been a top-40 team um, three-point shooting-wise in the last month plus. So they don't shoot a lot of them, but when they do, they've actually started hitting them. So if you do all of that, I know that's like six minutes <laughs> worth of stuff that they did. It's a lot to that, do. Maybe, maybe you have a chance to win tonight and just ride the Assembly Hall crowd, which is going to be – absolutely bonkers i'm sure <laughs> no it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy in there and uh, no jack i mean that's all very <laughs> that's very good stuff justin jeffrey just texted me he's like jack's really going on there isn't he? he's got to be going in depth there uh from jack grossman <laughs> that's why we have you on by the way uh tennessee and florida are playing right now uh if anyone wants to, uh, out there uh, listening uh, around a tv or whatever tennessee's up 10-6 about 13 minutes left to go in the first half there Wait, jack- they started that game early yeah, it's 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 on right now. I'm looking at it right now, Tuesday, January sixteenth, and yeah, absolutely, they started that game early. Started seven, hell yeah, I got something to watch already. There you go. So yeah, turn turn the TV on there, Jack Grossman. Uh, Jack Grossman with his Floyd uh, Street's finest field of sixty eight. Uh, Jack Grossman, as you see, Kentucky lost their first game in the SEC this week. They're now two and one. The conference on the road in overtime against Texas A and M, and for me in that game, Jack. It was it was basically a tale of uh, perimeter defense by Kentucky, like we've seen all season, has been lacking, and also the the big worry going into that game was Texas A and M's offensive rebounding in the overtime. It felt like it felt like they got opportunity after opportunity after opportunity on their side of the floor, and it was just too much for Kentucky to overcome. John Calipari has a lot of work to do when it comes to perimeter defense and rebounding overall. What did you see in that game uh, with the Cats, Jack? Well, I mean, that was the story of it right there. I mean, yeah. Texas A&M is a pretty putrid offensive team. They're terrible. And they had, and they had what, 87, 89 in regulation? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like that's, that's the entire story yep. right there. I mean, I figured Wade Taylor, who had yeah, 31. clunker. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he threw in a clunker at, at Auburn yes. earlier that week, week. And I was like, and they almost won at Auburn. So I remember watching that game. I was like, okay. Wade Taylor's not throwing in two two clunkers in a row. No. He's gonna he's gonna show up and ball. I honestly I thought if AM was going to win, it was going to be more of a slowdown, a rock fight, make Kentucky play a really physical grinding game and win that way. I did not think there was any chance in hell A and M would be able to beat Kentucky in a shootout. And they did. And yeah. And they did. And that to me raises a lot of red flags of look, I get it. Kentucky has one of the best offenses in the country. And we haven't seen anyone that's been able to slow them down on that end of the floor yet. Right. But you've seen a couple times now where it's the same thing, perimeter individual defense, where it was Radford and Wade Taylor in the yep. A&M game. In the Carolina game, even though they won the game, R.J. Davis and Cormac Ryan torched them. 
You had the two random dudes from UNC Wilmington that I, I don't yep. even remember their names. Because really, who cares? No offense, guys. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, I'm with you. But, yeah. But when Kentucky loses, despite having the athletes, despite having the talent, despite having all the things John Calipari has always said that he wanted and is usually able to turn into defensive juggernauts, they haven't been able to do that no. this year. They are just not a good one-on-one individual defending team. And they're 54th in Ken Palm right now. You talk about making a run to the Final Four, the National Championship. You can't do that if you're 54th defensively in Ken Palm. No, you, you can't. you got to be top 20 at worst. So for me, Kentucky's really good. They're a lot of fun to watch, but that was I don't want us to go as far to say exposed because we've seen it a couple times already, but we've mm-hmm. seen kind of the, the blueprint to beat Kentucky. Now, that's a hard blueprint because even if you're getting those open shots, you got to actually hit them. Yes. And A&M, despite, you know, their woes, you know, 97, whatever it was, was they needed to have an all-time shooting day of actually hitting those open shots to be able to win the game. And uh, most teams, even against a pretty bad defense, aren't going to be able to put up 90 points in a game that, that, that requires to beat Kentucky. But you run to the tournament, it only takes one time. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a cliche, but it's true. Dude, you got to be able to defend at a high level because you're probably not going to score. You know, Kentucky's been at 87 or above in all three of their SEC games so far. You're probably not going to have six straight NCAA tournament games of being of scoring 87 as your worst output. Yeah. You're going to have to win a game defensively and in a different way at some point, unless you're just going to be UConn last year where they obliterated everyone by 20-plus. That almost never happened. No. So I think that's more of an aberration there. And it's we- on that standpoint. And it's weird, Jack, that you get the you know the, the, such a, such a difference last year. You know, Kentucky pretty good defensively outside of Oscar Sheway, obviously, and his his shortcomings right. when it came to the pick and roll. But like you're just waiting for the offense to come around. Like the offense has got to get going. It's got to get clicking. Same thing with the year before. You know, you're watching them. You know, basically drag their feet through mud to get off. You know, get through offensively. This year is the exact opposite. You're like, okay, offensively, yeah, we're good to go. We're scoring ninety plus points per game. Three point shootings where you want it to be. Uh, you know, we got we have guards to get to, to get to. The the bucket anytime they want and then defensively just slow somebody down just slow somebody down they can't do it i know john calipari talked in his uh his show yesterday about putting an emphasis on making sure the guards get tougher and when you watch them play defense it's almost like they open up to the basket and just kind of let go they're fundamentally not sound at all in that regard and it really surprises me because john calipari puts a lot of pride in his defensive prowess as a coach Oh, absolutely. I mean, our guy David Sisk had the Twitter clip a couple days ago of DJ Wagner, who's, you know, probably Kentucky's best perimeter defender and absolutely has the tools to be a lockdown defender on the college level. Just basically let Wade Taylor roll right by him. Yeah, anytime. Honestly, honestly, I think, because I remember when we had this conversation back in December after the Wilmington game, we didn't really have as much after the Carolina game because it was more so, you know, they won, so you didn't really look at it as much. Right, exactly. At that point. Yes. But, but, I mean, the conversation was they suck defensively right now, but when you get the big guys back, they'll clean up a lot of the messes on the back end. Right. And Onyenzo had some blocks. Bradshaw's been a presence at times back there. But you're seeing that, yes, that can help some, but if you're just going to open your hips and let everyone fly by you, the shot blocker can only do so much. Right. And that's going to put you in rotation. That's going to leave guys wide open for threes on the perimeter. 
and you're just not going to defend at a high enough level if you don't do the simple, fundamentally sound things that were, let's be completely honest, despite having really young teams in John Calabari's tender in Lexington, they've always been super, super, super sound defensively. Yeah. And that, to me, is one of the biggest shockers that we've seen with this Kentucky team this year. Yeah, so one thing holding them back from being truly elite, I think that's why, you know, when you, you get the Gary Parishes and the Jeff Goobins of the world, why they're not buying into Kentucky fully as, as a threat in March is, is, is because of that, is because of their defensive woes. Uh, Jack Gross with us, Floyd Street Finest, a field of 68. Uh, Louisville, they, they pulled the massive upset, Jack, on the road against Jim Laranega <laughs> and the Miami Hurricanes, and, and it gave Louisville fans a little bit, not like hope. Uh, I think hope's a bad word, but gave them something to look forward to. You saw that crowd on Saturday. didn't look bad compared to some of their other games, uh, but they get down 14 to NC State. Too much of a hill for them to climb. They battle back, but they're just short again. They lose in the ACC. Uh, thoughts on Louisville going forward, and man, do they have do they have a murderer's row uh, this weekend in the, in the near future, Jack? I mean, you look at it. They've got North Carolina tomorrow night at 9 p.m. I think Louisville fans are just kind of like buckling up uh, for that one. And it just gave me a look like, oh boy, like that one's going to be here something. Yeah, here, yeah here, here we go indeed. So they have, this is the toughest stretch of their schedule. So they have uh, North Carolina uh, tomorrow night. Uh, then after that, they have a surprising uh, Wake Forest team at Wake Forest on Saturday. Then they have Duke at home uh, on the 23rd. Then they finish up January versus Virginia at home. And then at Clemson, a very tough stretch for the cards uh what's the outlook for this team right now jack i mean it felt like they had a little bit of a chance to build some sort of momentum to give fans like we were talking to our, our buddy tanner here was producing the show earlier and he was like you know what maybe we can play spoiler a little bit with some of these teams where they play spoiler with clemson maybe they spoiled miami maybe we can play spoiler here but with this type of of stretch here jack this this could be a season killer for the cards if they're not careful yeah you said it i mean it's pretty unfortunate um i guess that's the right way of putting it because you you know he's had almost two seasons now to to actually get Louisville to this point and it would have worked out a lot better but this is the toughest stretch of schedule Kenny Payne's had in his time at Louisville. It's brutal. And, and, that, and, that, and that includes, you know, go, the, the stretch of going to Maui and having the Big Ten ACC Challenge yeah. last year, right right when he first started. I mean, it's just that, that's one where I'm like, okay, that's incredibly unlucky that you finally seem to have figured something out, and then you go at Carolina. Best mm-hmm. team in the country right now. And then, as you said, I'm not going to have to repeat everything, but it, it's it's the murderer's row of the ACC, which the ACC is a very top-heavy league, and you're facing all of that top at the end right mm-hmm. now. So the worry is that even though they've kind of found something, it feels like even though – I go back to I said on the podcast, that Miami game was weird. I mean, you give Louisville credit for not folding, for making plays when they needed to. Yeah, absolutely. But I, but I'm not sure I've ever seen a team care less about a game than that Miami team did. <laughs> 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 like, like, they looked like, man, they wanted to be at the club, on the beach, <laughs> in the Cubans. They wanted to be with they Cooper Hassan. To do literally, <laughs> yes, they wanted to be living the Cooper Hassan. Yeah, absolutely. Bag, with Dylan man, Avar. Not, not the player earning the bag. That's what they thought <laughs> yes. they were last Wednesday night. And again, you got to give Louisville credit because that's not the first time a team has just, you know, no-showed and they've been able and, – and they've rolled over. They actually did make plays, got their first road, went in over two years, all those great things. And they backed it up by, you know, 
playing with a pretty good NC State team, even though they did absolutely nothing well on the defensive end. You look at DJ Burns. I love DJ Burns. Yeah. He is my spirit animal in terms of basketball <laughs> players. I love that. But, yes, but Louisville, I don't understand what their plan was because they Neither kept doubling. Yeah, yeah. Unsureness. Unsureness. DJ Burns, which – Okay, but NC State, one, was knocking down open threes. Two, yeah. DJ Burns is a really, really talented passer. And three, he started scoring because the double was always coming from the middle. But Huntley Hatfield was shading him to take away the middle. <laughs> he spun baseline against the help every single time, man. Yeah, I know. you got to just take away the baseline, force him middle to the double team. Like, if you're going to double team, you got to go where the double team's going to come from. And Huntley Hatfield's been really good. He was incredible in that Miami game, and he yeah. really dominated North Chad O'Meara. But, like, that's such a simple scouting report thing. That's like, dude, if you're going to double, force him into the double. Don't let him turn away from the double team. And he had, and he had he, another double-double, being 13 points and 10 rebounds. I mean, offensively doing his job for sure. But, yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Jack. It's just it's easy stuff. But that's been the, 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 the story of the entire Kenny Payne tenure, just little things like that that they're not prepared for. Yeah, and credit to them for fighting back when they're down 14 to make, to make it a game at the end. But the question is, can they – do they have the type of culture that can survive probably getting pummeled tomorrow night, which I saw where t- Carolina's favored by 23, and that's the yes. largest spread, the largest underdog spread Louisville's been since at least 1997. That's oh, insane. My entire lifetime. So, ironically, the other two times were the Kentucky games and the Miami games oh, last year, and they actually covered some of those. So maybe that, that, that's a good omen for them. But, it might be. But, yeah, but it's probably not going to go too well for them in Chapel Hill tomorrow night. And then you face a Wake Forest team that, as he says, playing good ball. Ball. If you get pummeled three, four times in a row here, yeah, that might. The, the worry is that might suck all the positive energy you've gotten from the last couple games. In the same light of you know all the positivity after the Texas Indiana games, that you come back and you barely beat New Mexico State and Bellarmine, and then lose Arkansas State. State. Everyone knows. Every, everyone knows the whole whole, whole <laughs> spiel at what happened after those games. So can they keep it going? Can they survive this next group of games? Because beyond, after they get through that stretch, the schedule really does open up. Because yes, that's where that's where you're playing the rest of the ACC, the Syracuse's, <laughs> the Boston Colleges, the Notre Dame, the Notre Dame, Micah Shrewsbury. Like they they play their butts off. So they, they, they at least play hard. Game, but yeah, they play hard. But like I look at Syracuse. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, they're they're I terrible. Mean, Boston, Boston College is awful. I mean, you, there's a lot of games where, like, if Louisville shows the same type of effort they did against Miami and NC State, it's not impossible to say they could win a few. Yeah, Florida State, but, Georgia Tech. I mean, th- yeah. th- those are teams that they should at least have a chance at being in the game uh, uh, for sure. Would you would you make of uh, this? Uh, we'll leave you with this one, Jack, because I know this one's near and dear to your heart. What, what did you think about? Uh, Rick Pitino's comments about, you know, after after a loss, uh, he effing hates the world and he wishes he was dead and things like that. Wishes he would just go outside and die of frostbite. And die of that frostbite, was yeah. poetic. It was. Did you I like that, Anna? I thought it was – I wouldn't say liked, I mean, but – You're entertained by it. Right yeah. now, Emma, tonight they play at Seton Hall, and the winner of that game will, will take sole possession lead of the Big East. Oh, wow. In year one. Hold on a second. Even, Look, even, Johnny's even, – 
even with losing that game to Creighton on Saturday, there's an update. There's Seton Hall on the road tonight. Yeah, there's there's breaking leading the Big East. There's breaking news according to uh, in regards to that. Jackie, ready for this? Yeah. St. John's head coach, Repitino, will not be on the sideline for Tuesday's game at Seton Hall as he oh, recovers man. from COVID. From frostbite. Yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. He wants the most bad we get the frostbite. No. Rick, come on, man. <laughs> guess, who, guess who's coaching the Red Storm tonight? Oh, please, 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 please be Steve Massiello. Steve Massiello, <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> Associate head coach Steve Mossiello will serve as the Red Storm's acting head coach versus the Pirates and will handle media responsibilities. Let's go! Let's go! Can we just, I know we joked about this, this uh, with Harbaugh when he was suspended. <laughs> Is there any way we could just get a camera on Patino watching this game? Oh, please. And, and have some sort of alternate stream? Of him just watching that game and going absolutely berserk. Get the bleeps ready. From COVID. It was like Hugh Freeze in his hospital bed when he's at yes. Liberty. <laughs> Get, just waving. I'm okay. I'm okay, everybody. I'm in my hospital bed. He knows he's recovering from COVID. He's got his blankie over around his shoulders. He's, he's got still his, wearing a suit. He's got his hot in his yeah, hotel room. He's got his, wearing pinstripes. He's got, a, he's got his hot tea or whatever. And he's, a, and he's a, oh, damn it, Stevie Moss, you son of a. <laughs> Holding a cat on his lap with the Godfather. Petting, yeah, petting a cat. Yeah. I, and then, of course, Steve Bassiello played Shaheen Holloway. Uh, when Masiel was at Manhattan and Shaheen Holloway was at St. Peter's. So, familiar foes here, everybody. Familiar foes. So, there you go, Next Jack. Italian up. Absolutely. All right, Jack. Appreciate the time, my man. Enjoy the Purdue-Indiana game. And, hell, turn on that turn on that Florida-Tennessee game that's on right now. Let me go check the, the score here. But uh, you go, go ahead and turn that on. Because they're supposed to get snow in Tennessee. I'm thinking that's why. But, uh, yeah, man. Thank you for the time. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Anytime, guys. Have a good one. All right, Jack Grossman there. Floyd Street's finest field of 68. Yeah, thank you, Texture, for sending that in yeah. about uh, Stevie Moss uh, coaching tonight. But, yeah, so now it's uh, Tennessee is up on 4-22-12 to with a 10-point game there. Okay. Seven and a half to go in the first half. All right, let's take a break, our final break. And on the other end, we'll come back and uh, kind of just wrap things up and have a couple more things to talk about. Uh, hey, don't forget there's a new edible alert out there for the uh, 502 Hemp, 812 Hemp stores. Uh, you have the three chi cereal bars, cookies, chocolate chip cookies, and then you also have the uh, Hometown Hero. Uh, they also have Cereal Bites, brownies, uh, uh, and, and they also have gummies. And the whole t- the whole deal over there, 502 Hemp in the uh, Douglas Hills, Louisville, and then 812 Hemp over there in Clarksville, Indiana. So if you're doing dry January, you need something to take the edge off, go check them out. They have everything you need. Dee Dee Taylor and her associates will make sure you're taken care of. 502Hemp.com, 812Hemp.com Tell them the roundtable sent you. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. 
To the round table with Round Daddy. Now here's Round Daddy, James Strebel. There we go. Jamming. We're jamming Come in on, here Reed. with arms wide open, Scott Let's Stapp. Go. Let's go. I love it. Thank you, James Black, for the rejoin there. Oh, that was a good visit with Jack Grossman. It's the round table here on ESPN 680 105.7. Uh, thank you to Anna Trullo hanging out today. Thank you, James Black, for producing the show and making it easy on me. Thank you. Thank you so much. So uh, real quick here before we get back to my, my final uh, sheet of lies uh, uh, content. So I'm getting all these texts um, about Brom did it again. He did it again, Anna. So transfer portal. Brady, yeah, Brady Brom tweeted this out. Here's this is from the Brady Brom's Twitter account. Uh, this one will put college football on notice. The Brom squad is a problem in the portal, and we're here to stay. At Louisville football equals transfer portal. Carnation, the future is bright in the Ville. It's a party in the Ville. So he's alluding to a major announcement coming to uh louisville football uh texture brady bombed uh coming out <laughs> brady bomb texture when's the last time jack opened his hips uh, i'll <laughs> that was funny <laughs> Open his hips on defense. That's okay. Hips don't lie. Hips, hips, the hips do not lie. They don't. You de- shout don't out Shakira. Lie. Hips don't lie. Yeah, shout out to Shakira. That's yeah. that's that's my girl. She coach. Out, she's gonna need coaching. Yeah, I, I, yeah, she does need to get a coach. She'll tell you about how to open the hips. the hips. She will. She'll move those so hips. So will Jack. Yeah, she's a great dancer. Yeah, I enjoy, great dancer. Enjoy, enjoy third Yeah, <laughs> great dancer. Skill set. Four, Top tier. Four three seven nine six eight. All right, <laughs> before we we end here today, Jack kind of stole my thunder because I was going to bring this up, but UofL is plus 23 tomorrow. I, I can't, like, That's insane. I can't conceptualize that. 23 point like, underdog. That doesn't sound real That's to me. crazy. But, you know, you were breaking this up too. I think it was you or Jack. Uh, you know, how will they Louisville get through this week, this murderer's row yeah. without being dejected? But in some ways, they play up to their competition. They do sometimes. They were 16 and a half at Miami. Yeah, and won, won that game. Yeah, I, I Texas, you. you know, Indiana. It could be invigorating. I think that's getting beat, getting your head beat in by a team you know is going to beat you is less embarrassing than losing to one who sucks. Would it really suck if. So Kentucky's two best wins for sure are Miami and North Carolina. What if Louisville Could beats you both of them? Grim Reaper, Grim Reaper, Kenny Payne. Come on, I'm he's, telling you, he's coming for Calipari. From the in his net circles, that, I'm telling you, he's coming from the net. He is. That would piss me off. I would be very unhappy. Now Kentucky is a five and a half point favorite. Okay. Tomorrow night at seven p.m. and they're facing uh, Mississippi State. We'll talk more about that game. That's at home uh, tomorrow. That's at home. Yeah, yeah. That's, at, that's at Rupp Arena. That's at home. So we'll talk more about that now. Um, 
couple of just odds and ends things uh, before. Did you see that that former wrestler legend uh, Hulk Hogan saved someone's life? Did you see I this? I saw that. And I saw this tweet. It was so funny. It was like, could you imagine your car is flipped over? You don't know if you're dead or alive. You think you might be dying. And all of a sudden, Hulk Hogan appears. <laughs> and an NWO show, he's like, point. give me your hand, brother. Yeah, give me your you hand, brother. I'm like, I'm hallucinating. Yeah. Are they, I'm already on the painkillers. Like, how is this? I'm already in the coma. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, Can no. you imagine? That would be why. I I'm would- like, is this heaven? I would, fa- I would, I would, I'd be like, uh, this is an angel. Jesus looks like, like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> y'all never knew. Now, y'all really got it wrong with the whole Jesus yeah, thing. Like, he doesn't not, look like that at all. He's not Middle Eastern. He looks like Hulk Hogan. He's actually. How odd is that? Crazy. And then, yeah, hello, brother. Hey, brother. Hey, brother, I'm here to help Give me you your out. Hand, brother. Let's go, American hero. Let's go. He people's elbows <laughs> the SUV exactly. on his way out. I did, I did see that. I thought that'd be, but he, apparently he, like, so she was trapped in to puncture the airbag. Oh. Oh. To get, she's like a seventeen-year-old girl. And he and his new wife witnessed her car flip oh over, so they are there. They saw the whole thing. He ran over, punctured the 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 airbag, and then he's one of the ones that dragged her out, along with you know EMS or the fire department, whoever. A but hero. yeah, absolutely. when a hero comes along, now Tom Cruise has done similar. <sighs> Tom Cruise, yeah. sa- he saved someone drowning. I great, but I, it's not as cool. It's Tom Cruise. Man. You don't like Tom Cruise? No, I'm not oh, a Tom Cruise fan at all. Really? No. Oh, you don't like Top Gun? Uh, no, I don't. I don't get it, dude. I watched oh, it. You don't? Oh, wow. I didn't get the hype about it. It was really? like really. It was like moved too fast. It, it seemed like there were plot holes. All of a sudden, he was like in love. They were playing ball. It was just weird. It's an adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. It's oh, it's great. It's fantastic. I don't know. I didn't. It, it just moved too fast for me. I didn't emotionally connect with it. But yeah. No. Now, as the way I am with like conspiracies and stuff, by mm-hmm. all accounts, I should hate Tom Cruise because For of sure. you know, the Scientology stuff mm-hmm. and all the L. Ron Hubbard and all yeah, that. But I you can, don't. But I, I, I loved I love his movies. Oh. Like like you like I, I'm very critical of Hollywood and celebrities mm-hmm. and, and, and I feel fame. Like he's the kingpin there. He I, is, I, I, you're right. No, he you, would be top of the hierarchy of people in a like Illuminati. Yeah, Illuminati type, type stuff. Oh, no, you're 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 right. You, you're exactly right. But for some reason, I think it's because of Top Gun. When I was a kid, that makes sense. And Top Gun came out. It was like the hottest movie ever. That makes sense. Yes, and so I used to. This is what I used to do, Anna. When I was a young man, I would get like, you know how you played cardboard boxes when oh, you're yeah. a kid? We all did that. Oh, yeah. I took the cardboard box and I cut like a the hole in the front of it. Uh-huh. And then I like drew like a control panel from for like a fighter jet. Get out. And, and I would sit like I'd put the cardboard box on top of me. You were like in high school and, doing this? <laughs> no, I was like I was like six. I was like I promised I wasn't okay. Didn't I might have, have been six, might have been six, t- 16. I mean, yeah, instead of going to prom and and, and playing spin the bottle, I was <laughs> I was playing with the cardboard the box. Goose, goose. So no, I, that's that's why I did that. And so he was in that growing up. And I remember like all the movies, like like Rain Man. He was great in that. Yeah. He was great in uh, Magnolia. Was great. I've never seen any of these. You ever seen? You never seen Rain Man I mean, with Rain Dustin Man. Hoffman? I know Dustin Hoffman was in it, but I've never seen, seen him. Risky Business. 
I've never seen it. You never seen Risky I Business? Think I think I've started to watch it. That movie's great. I've heard. He runs a brothel out of his house. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, Lord. he's like a high schooler. Is yeah. that the one where he's doing the dance scene in his in the socks and the underwear? Yes, okay, okay, the okay, iconic okay, okay. scene where he slides Taking in. Taking care of business. You know, it's uh, Bob Seger, uh, old time rock and old roll. Old time rock and roll. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Iconic yeah. scene. Yeah. But yeah, I should I I should not like Tom Cruise. But, but you do. But, got a little but soft I, spot. I, I love Tom Childhood Cruise. Childhood hero. But he saved, he saved someone's life too. I think Keanu Reeves has saved some people's oh, lives I before. I 100% believe that about Keanu Reeves. I love Keanu yeah, Reeves. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, if I were famous, I'd want to do stuff like that. Like, I don't know if I would have the ability to, like, save a life, but I'd want to just, like, show up at crazy moments. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, that's, that's, just, that's Anna Trullo. Did we just hallucinate her? Like, what's going yeah, on here? Yeah, did she really like, save my life? Have you ever heard the Bill Murray thing where he's like, he'll go up to people and he'll be like, no one's going to believe you that you saw Bill, Bill Murray here and no one's going to believe you. Have you not heard of this? No. He'll, like, go up to people in, like, really odd moments and be like, no one's going to believe. You try to tell the story, no one's going to believe that you met me here. Met me here at this yeah. one place. Like he crashes yeah. like weddings and he stuff. Saw, uh, my friend saw him on their bachelorette party in Charleston, South Carolina, like five years ago. Yeah, he probably hung out with he was, him. Yeah, yeah. Just, Bill Murray's there. What? Yeah, and so he, you know how his son used to be on Chris Mack's mm-hmm. staff, Luke yeah. Murray. Mark Blankenbaker loves to tell the story about how in the the one time that Chris Mack went to the NCAA tournament. Uh, <laughs> Get that dig Had to get that dig in there. That that Bill Murray was there and he was buying like shots and, and drinks and appetizers yeah. at the hotel bar for yeah. all the Louisville fans and stuff. So yeah. he, like, he just showed up and started buying stuff for people. That's the kind of stuff Sorry, he does. Blank will tell you about that. And then they, he goes, no one will believe you. No one will believe you, but Bill Murray did this. I've never had a moment like that where like a celebrity did something nice for me. I don't think I have either. That's okay. Unless you can't lock him a clay and hand me over to his house one time. What a blessing. It was a did blessing. It your life? It's, it, I was star studded. Yeah. I was like, this is Lachlan McLean's house. And I actually, I went to his basement we did a radio show down oh there gosh. it was great it was a great Changed time the trajectory of your life it's a bi- his, his basement's bigger than my house really it's a massive basement yeah yeah he lives okay. in lake forest was yeah, it covered yeah. with uva stuff no, no no there was no i didn't see any uva stuff i don't know if like Locke has an office yeah where he has all his, his uva and his, like his he didn't look like he had a man cave or anything like that very very clean house though very nice, nice. uh yeah good job for lock mclean but like it, that's him. probably the most star-studded i've ever been when i went to a newsman's house yeah uh, <laughs> a newsman did, a newsman now did anybody want watched the Emmys last night. I know the Emmys, I didn't know the Emmys were on until I saw on Twitter like the Emmys are on. I was like, oh. I think reward, award shows are like dead. They're so dead. There's nobody cares anymore. Nobody cares. Yeah. I've never cared. I've never been. I used to be a big Academy Awards person. Did you? Is that the Oscars? That's the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. I when I was in college, I, I was really into movies. I went and saw really? all the movies. Okay. And I, I like I, I I was a like into film. Okay. And so I'd watch the Oscars and yeah. all that stuff. I, I'd, I'd see every single movie that was nominated for Best Picture okay. that year, so I would know who I liked. Did you have your own like rating system? Uh, uh, no, I never got that far into it, but I, I would yeah. just watch it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I was, but now I, I I don't care. I do not care at all. Like the further I get in life. The less I care about that stuff, and I don't know ninety nine percent of those movies or shows. No, I just I, don't know. I think America like agrees with us now. Yeah. Well, there's just so much. Yeah. To like look at. Force. It's just not really a thing. Yeah. Anymore, you know, it's silly. Now, I do you, like the fashion. I like the fashion there. You like the fashion. Yeah, that's cool. So, did you see any fashion you liked last night? <sighs> anyone? Anyone wear something that you were like, "Ooh, that's nice." Stu- oh, Jessica Chastain wore a really pretty like yellow dress. Oh, really? That I remember. Okay. Yeah, she, just from what I saw on Twitter, she has red hair, right? She has red hair. Yeah. She's gorgeous but yeah okay what movie when you think of her what movie comes to I mind think the help 
I've never seen that. You know, we, it was like based on the book in Mississippi. Emma oh, Stone is in it's it. good Emma Stone. Yeah, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. I think of Zero Dark Thirty, the movie about never killing Bin that. Laden. <laughs> that, that's, that's what I I've never about. seen that either. She, she's good at that. Is it was, she? Yeah, she won that one. I think Best Picture. I know Catherine Bigelow, the director. Ooh. She won uh, Best Director, first female to ever win Best Director. Yeah, Catherine Bigelow. All yes, right. yes. She's she's a good director. Come on. Used to be married to James Cameron. No way. How about That's that? That's a Titanic guy, yeah, right? Titanic yeah, Titanic guy. Yeah, absolutely. What did you think of uh, Eminem at the Detroit Lions game? I'm not an Eminem fan. You're not an Eminem nope. fan either? Wow. Not, I'm, I'm like not. striking out with you today. You are. I like Lose Yourself. Like, that's a cool song. But like, I'm not like, it's not even like, oh my God, Eminem. Like, if I hear stuff like, it's good, it's cool, but I'm not like... I don't care. I right. Don't, I don't think he doesn't move me as an artist. Now Kellen was really excited. He really was likes. He? he really likes Eminem. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it? more excited to see uh, who's the the Detroiters guy. Um, he's in that. Uh, I think you should leave show. Uh, c- come on, what's his name? I don't know. Well, anyway, he's he does that sketch with the zip line. Come on, text text I me and tell it. Zip really line. Yeah, he's just like a really funny like comedian. His little show, I can't think of his name. Really? Yeah. I don't know who this is. Uh, well, he's like a big Detroit. He's a big Detroit guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, was he at the game? I didn't see him. Yeah, I, I'm not sure he was at that one, but he was at a show called Detroiters. And yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know who this is. Okay, see, I'm, this I'm is a blind spot to, for me now. Yeah. yeah see, now we're, we're let trading me put blind you spots. Something. Yeah. yeah, you are. You're turning me onto something put you here. Something. Yeah, exactly. Something a little different. Did you ever see those memes? It was like 55 burgers and 55 fries and 55. Okay, never. No. We are our algorithms yeah. are very much yeah. different. Yeah. My algorithms are mostly conspiracy theories. Eminem and Britney Spears. Alien stuff. Uh yeah, Britney Spears. Now I'm not I'm not a huge Eminem fan. Like he's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah he, I, I really liked him in high school. Yeah. You know, yeah. when he came out of high school, like, then I was like, Oh yeah, that's cool. Then college is like and then it's kind of like, eh, yeah, he's all right. Know, even like his music, I'm like, it's cool, it's fine. It's yeah. just, you know. Kel was very excited when he saw was him. He, he was like, oh, my God. Yeah, out of yeah. nowhere the other day, I like hear him. Like singing, like, I'm like, what are you? Mom's spaghetti. Yeah, I was like, what are you singing? He's like, "Rap God" by Eminem. I'm like, okay, sure. that was out okay. of nowhere. And then, Tim Robinson. Tim Robinson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who? Yes. I've never Tim, heard of this. person. I think you should leave by Tim Robinson. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, he's hilarious. Really? Oh, okay. I'll, have I'll to check him out. Little clips. He's so funny. Okay. Yeah. yeah send me some clips on Tim Robinson. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not familiar with him, but I, I'll, I, I'm willing to learn. Yeah. Now, I did also the other day. I, I you know. We walk into our children's rooms unannounced. Okay, like, good. It's our That's house. the way to do it. There's no locked doors. Oh, my mom used to do that. Mom and dad pay the bills. Oh, yeah. So I walked into the, to the room, and Kellen's in there playing Xbox. He's listening to uh, Ice Cube's Today Was a Good Day. Okay. And I Respect, was like, Kelly. whoa. Triple double. I, I became a proud father. Heck yeah. That's I heard a moment. that, and I was like, whoa. I was Who like, put you on? I was like, Ice Cube? I was like, Richie. He's like, oh, I heard it was a good song. And yeah. I, I, I was stunned. Come on. So I, I gave him a list of things to listen to. To. It was like, here you go. Here's some other. What was on the list? Oh, you little uh, uh, regulators, uh, oh, Warren Dr. G Dre, and Nate yeah. Dog, and then you know Dr. Dre Come was on, on there. Oh yeah, old school '90s hip hop. Like, check these know, out. I discovered that. I remember my brother had it. My brother's four years older than me. He had like an iPod before I did, and I would go and steal <laughs> his iPod and listen to the songs and write them down, so now I could go download them on like LimeWire or whatever. But right. it was Dr. Dre. It was yeah, all absolutely. That. That's so, how I was introduced. So I, I was just proud that I didn't walk in. And and see with uh, 
see see anything like I didn't hear him like listen to Jack Harlow or, or like Taylor Swift. Or yeah, then I would have yeah. been upset. I'm like, what, what is like? What are you doing? Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> Carly no. Rae Jepsen. Snoop only. <laughs> Carly, you don't know. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Now she was the Call uh, Me Maybe. Call Me Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. Carly Rae Jepsen. You don't know what the kids these days. What is she doing know. nowadays? Carly Rae Jepsen. She on I the Voice. Couldn't tell you. Could be. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> Do you watch any of those shows? Heck no. I did see a, a promo for the new season of American Idol. And it's like I don't Luke, even know who's a judge. It's Luke Simon, Luke Bryan. Oh, I do. I hate Luke Bryan. Oh, he's the worst. He he's sounds not like he even sounds good. like he sounds like Patrick Mahomes if he's saying. Yes, he does. Kermit the Frog. Yeah. Yes, he does. Whiskey makes you frisky. My yeah. truck. Yeah. My jeans. <laughs> exactly. Her cowboy boots and shorts. Like that's what it sounds like. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Like that's who are you exactly. making this for? Yeah, who is this for? So it's and him. he's not handsome. People think he is. He's not. No, he 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 broaden your horizons. It's like if I was a company star, that's that would be me. That's <laughs> a lie. <laughs> You got more manliness than Luke Bryan. Well, I don't know about Luke that. Bryan. I mean, I'm, I'm wearing a polo shirt with a sweater. Well. Um, and then it's Lionel Richie. Okay, big so I fan. Like, I like Lionel, fan Richie. Of Lionel Richie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Dancing on the ceiling. Oh, my God. All, all my long, Yeah, all great songs. Hello. Commanders. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Let's yes. Go. And then Katy Perry. Okay. She's the yeah yeah she yeah yeah, yeah. she I'm gets in tr- on her. I don't she hate gets her. in trouble all the time on that show because she like flirts super heavy oh she does with she the she, with the contestants yeah it's like uncomfortable and it's like man this could be a good thing I don't know if, like what does Orlando Bloom think ma'am yeah are they still together I don't even know. I assume I don't know what they does have, HR think they have a question. child or children together okay yeah now Paula Abdul got in trouble too because she actually like she's a wild card she hooked up with some did she oh yeah. There was one contestant. Up on my idol they drama. had a little, yeah. Well, this is way back in the day. This is, when, oh, this is when American Idol was the hottest show on TV. I used to call it in boat. For like Did you Ruben. really? Oh yeah. I mean, I was in like fifth grade. Was, was it like, free oh, or was it like char- they charge? No, you? it was free. It was a one eight hundred. I'm sure it yeah, was one nine hundred on our landlines in boat. Oh yeah, I remember that. that. America to- was a proper country. Yeah, we, well, it used to be. You know yeah. what? It used to be a, a proper country. Uh, texter Carly Ray is still making music for thirty somethings with. I don't know what those three initials mean, so I'm going to leave those alone. I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> Brom B. Brahman. Yes, Brom B. Brahman. We know. I just, we got to find out. Okay. Uh, it must be uh, for Tennessee transfer, Old Miss commit Tyler Barron to flip to Louisville. He's racked up 101 career tackles, 27 tackles for loss, and 13 sacks. Yeah, Blank's already tweeted. Good job, Blank. Okay, there. so that's, that's what it is. All right, let's go ahead and close the show down. Tomorrow we'll talk about Kentucky and Louisville playing tomorrow night. Again, 3 p.m., Weird Wednesday, Isaac Weishaupt, the Illuminati watcher himself, will join the show. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, James. Thank you, audience. It's going to be a fun one tomorrow. Everyone have a great night. Stay warm.